1: your mustachioed madman big sue jackson and jingle meister hit my music
0: that's right welcome to hit my music i am david kincannon and i am here this week with big sue jackson the mustachioed man man welcome to the show sue hey old wiki jingle uh, meister other names sneaker deeds. Right.
1: nice to nice to make your acquaintance if i could even talk thanks for having me <laughs> not a problem yeah, yeah a, little, a little bit different than what you may expect like with me yelling
0: most of the time sure sure but that's all right uh we're gonna get to know a little bit more about sue jackson and specifically uh, his musical tastes and let's see, let's start right off the bat with, uh, childhood. How, uh, what kind of music did you listen to as a kid and who sort of, um, was responsible for in, not indoctrinating, but, um, right. you know, sort of deciding what you listened to as a kid. Okay. Well, when, when I was younger, uh,
1: my mom was actually like, she delivered newspapers and, and a lot of times like we'd go with her in the early mornings. She had two cassette tapes that she kept in the car. Uh, she had Fleetwood Mac "Rumors" and she had Meatloaf "Bad Out of Hell." Okay. So, so those are probably my earliest two like albums to kind of you know grow up on.
0: Yeah, those are those are fascinating.
1: Yeah. Um, to to this day, rumors is rumors is still definitely one of those like desert island you know, sort of albums for me. Like, I, I think hearing Fleetwood Mac as early as I did kind of like drove in a love of like vocal harmonies sure. to me. That makes a ton and, of sense. And then the meatloaf is just, you know, dramatic for the sake of being dramatic.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, yes, Jim Steinman, uh, n- n- not, you know, known for making uh, some bombastic choices there right for sure um and rumors of course is the uh the album that john mulaney once referred to as an album written by and for people who were cheating on each other absolutely
1: i I mean that's probably the best way to do it but still still it's like one of the to to me one of the best albums
0: oh yes absolutely some some so many
1: good songs yep so many songs that you hear like two notes and it's stuck in your head
0: for the rest of the day. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Uh, do you remember when you started making your own musical decisions? Uh, I mean, I mean,
1: some some earlier on, probably about eight or nine years old, just like starting to listen to some of the stuff that the other kids in the neighborhood listened to. Sure. Um, was in like an inner city sort of area, so I got a lot of uh, hip hop influences. And also, you know, uh, it was the early 90s, so it was the grunge era. <laughs> so, so I got a lot of that in my upbringing as well. Sure. To this day, like, I, I still have, you know, a love for grunge as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, what was your first favorite artist or band? First favorite
1: that I can think of, uh, other than, you know, the ones that were... Uh, the ones that I kind of inherited. Right. Um. My, my first concert was The Offspring. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I love them a lot still to this day. You know, Dexter Holland being a sort of mad interesting, scientist. Interesting. Yeah, mad scientist. Sort of a mad scientist. <laughs> works on uh, Yeah, yeah, pop punk band works on and gets a PhD
0: in molecular biology. Yep, that's that's insane, and he, it's awesome. He's a fascinating individual, really is. Also, a uh, a hot sauce entrepreneur. That too. Yeah, was I can't remember. Was it Gringo?
1: Gringo Bandito. Gringo Bandito, which has been uh, around since two thousand four. I, I remember finding it in like the markdown bin at a local grocery <laughs> store one time, and I picked it up, and it was really good.
0: But I, I was surprised to see it in the you know markdown bin. That's funny. Um, so that that Offspring concert that you went to as your first, uh, what year was that, or what album would that have been for? That would have been the Americana album. Okay, all right.
1: Uh, of Offspring, the Living End, and the Flies. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I got into the Living End from there too. Okay. Like, you know, it 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 blew my mind because. I was kind of a little bit sheltered as far as like musical I mean not sheltered but compartmentalized I would say okay. as far as like musical uh and then I saw a punkish band on stage with a guy with an upright bass <laughs> and 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 as a well I was probably a 6th or 7th grader who had played bass no oh, nice like upright bass for a year and that that just like blew my mind Cause, cause I wouldn't think about it. You, you, you see guitar, you see, you think bass guitar. Right. And then there's the guy on the stage with an upright bass.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we're, so we're doing the rumors and the meat, the, the meatloaf stuff and then yep. grunge and hip hop. Um, mm-hmm. and obviously that was, you said, you said that was partially because of the, at least the hip hop was partially because of the area that you were growing up. Yep. Um, so as your musical tastes evolved, was that influenced by I mean, obviously in some of that was influenced by your location, but also influenced by friends,
1: mm-hmm. uh the radio or influenced by friends, the radio, yeah. What the radio stations around me. I wasn't a big country music uh okay. fan. Uh but there were like three country stations. <laughs> um there was one hip-hop station one alternative station like four classic rock station sure so they were classic rock here in the middle of indiana there was a lot of classic rock and a lot of country so i wanted to find something a little bit outside of those right but still accessible yeah and then the uh-huh. late 90s happened uh i became a closeted fan of boy bands okay because you know i was a teenager at that point sure. and that wasn't the thing uh now 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 my musical tastes i i, I unapologetically i like what i like
0: sure but absolutely. but then it
1: was a little bit more of a you know oh i like these guys but i can't tell anyone i like these guys
0: yeah no i get that um i was a i'm a i guess i'm a little older um so like i was already when when like the super big boy band stuff hit i was already in college right and almost out um, so like I had no problem. Like I, I remember b- going to buy no strings attached, um, mm-hmm. by NSYNC. And I remember buying uh celebrity like the day it came out because I was so in- into them. Um, so, but... so,
1: so were you NSYNC over Backstreet Boys? Yes, very much so. I, I, I definitely were, we're on the, we're on the right
0: team there. Okay. Then we have to drill a little deeper then. Okay. Justin or JC? Oh man.
1: Uh, I mean, I, I <laughs> probably probably at the time JC, but longevity wise, definitely Justin.
0: Okay, I'm still a JC guy. I think, I think JC is the more talented of the two. Okay, and I think that he got overshadowed by Justin and probably should have had a bigger career. But that's just but but,
1: the, but but my true answer is Chris.
0: Okay, I like Chris Kirkpatrick. Um, I yeah. think. I think once he went away from the dreadlocks, mm-hmm. um it was I think it was a better look for him. Right. But I also think it was almost like Samson having his hair cut by Delilah. There was some okay. there was something that went away when he when he got rid of the dreadlocks. Yeah, lost lost a little bit of the lost a little bit of the mystique, a yes. little bit of
1: what made him stand out. Yes. So but um, but not to leave, but not to leave you know not not to not to say anything bad about Joey or, or Lance, Lance either. Yeah.
0: No, they're they're all yeah. great. They're all great.
1: So um, so yeah, the, this whole I I think like going from there like the love of like the alternative rock and the love of hip hop kind of you know made made me become a bigger fan of the burgeoning new metal scene. Okay. At, at of the late 90s early 2000s too. That makes sense. Uh one of my favorite bands to this day is System of a Down.
0: Uh, oh, they're so great. They are
1: like I, I had I I had a chance to see them on that last tour mm-hmm. like before they stopped completely touring right. and it was it was a mind-blowing experience.
0: Yeah, I unfortunately have never gotten to see them live. Oh man, I wish I had um cuz I I love them. I love uh, Surge's energy. I love Darren's mm-hmm. energy. Um, they're just, I, yeah. Darren is one of those characters of all time. Mine too. They were hard. They were heavy,
1: but they were melodic. And they mm-hmm. had, once again, they had that vocal harmonies. Yep. Vocal harmonies are a big thing with me. Yeah. So, yeah. That's,
0: yeah, they're, they're great. Um, and then, you know, also you get that the new metal kind of works in if you're a wrestling fan. It was like ever present, it was everywhere. So, Limp Biscuit,
1: Kid Rock, all all over everything. Yep, absolutely. And how how about that Limp Biscuit making like the return with the dad vibe stuff? <laughs> what, what what are your thoughts on that?
0: Um, I'm I'm way more into that than the sort of comeback that Kid Rock has been trying to have over the last I... few years. Um, in terms of just always wanting to be around and talk about things. Including his uh, political opinions. Right. I, 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 Kid Rock doesn't exist to me anymore. Nope. You, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Anytime I see, anytime I see good old Bob uh, on anything, I change the channel or click away or whatever. So.
1: Man, I must be filtering my, you know, my content out enough that I'm not really seeing much from him or Mm -hmm. haven't in a long time.
0: That's probably good. I probably need to do better. In that, in that <laughs> regard, then, <laughs> uh, do you have any musical talents? Do you sing or play an instrument or anything other than the? Do you have you have you been back to the upright bass at all since you were a kid? Uh, n- not really, unfortunately.
1: Okay. Like I, I could still. The the thing with me is like, I, I can pick up an instrument and figure it out. Okay. Like I, I can't necessarily play it great, but I can figure out what I'm supposed to do. Sure. Um, I played violin. Uh, nice. I still have my violin. So, so knowing violin, I've actually started somewhat recently trying to teach myself to play mandolin. Okay. Um, uh, I, I sang a lot when I was younger. Um, I, I had... Some people would still say I have a decent singing voice, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I get self-conscious about <laughs> that. Sure. But, um, sure. Yeah. I like to sing. Like I like to mess around with musical instruments. Nothing... I'm not great at anything, but I can do a few things. Okay, that's cool.
0: That's cool. Um, what are you listening
1: to these days? Depends on the day and depends on my mood. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll have days where I'll go back to the new metal or grunge or, uh, you know, uh, I-, I call it nerdy hip hop. Like I-, I listen to a lot of Watsky. Okay. I, I don't know if you know Watsky. I'm but... uh,
0: not super familiar,
1: but um. And then, like, my, my favorite band is They Might Be Giants. Okay. Weird, nerdy, rock stuff. Yep. Um, I do know them. Yeah. Like, I, I knew of them from, like, my childhood because they did a couple of songs for Tiny Toon Adventures nice. for the for the music video episode. But I really didn't discover them until, like, fully until maybe about... Ten years ago, no. Oh, okay, about the time I got together with my wife because okay. she was a big fan of theirs too. Oh, nice! Like she's been a real, uh, a real influence on some of the things I've listened to. Like she, she got me into a lot of the uh, mid '90s, like you know, Riot Girl Rock, like almost like the Lilith Fair crowd, Indigo Girls. Right. Uh, uh, who are some of my favorites? Annie DeFranco. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liz, Liz Fair. Fair. Yeah. Um I love Liz Fair. Band from Australia Frente. Okay. Yeah. All it really it really, really depends on the day. Like I, I have so many things I like to listen to. And then some days it'll just be video game music or like lo fi hip hop beats. Right. But yeah little bit of everything. I I'm sure you get that answer a lot.
0: But... I you know and it's it's one of those things it's it's the same it, you know. I would I would give the same answer if I were being a right. guest on this show. Um uh they might be giants sort of weaves in and out of my life. Um mm-hmm. I sort of discovered them when flood came out in 1990. Yeah. Um and then like it seemed like every couple of years I would meet somebody and they'd be like, have you ever heard of They Might Be Giants? And I'd be like, mm-hmm. I have and I love them. And like we'd like build a friendship based on that. Um They Might Be like, Giants. Yeah. And it's happened at like it's happened at like multiple restaurants that I've worked at. Right. But yeah. So, um, you, you know, my, 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 my funny story, including like They Might Be
1: Giants in the wrestling world. Is the only place that I've been recognized outside of wrestling as Sue Jackson is that they might be giants concert.
0: <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, That's great. Do you have a favorite album of theirs? Uh, it's it's always going to be Flood. Flood Flood is fantastic. I, it's I it's the one that it, I mean part of it is is that it's my first. It's the one I know best. Right. Um, I I do love Apollo 18. Yes. Um, because. I sort of picked that up, you know, not too long. I mean, I think that's the that's two albums after or maybe the album after Flood. After Flood, it is the album after Flood. Okay. Um and so like I remember picking that up because I loved Flood so much um and really enjoying Apollo 18 and so like that's those have been my two sort of go-tos.
1: Yeah, uh the the album that really like got me into them, of course, like around 2010 was Join Us. Right. Um but after like extensive listening, the one album that I end up keep going back keep going back to that I keep going back to to listen to is John Henry. Okay, which which is kind of a controversial, I would say, in a lot of the They Might Be Giants fandom because that is the first album as a full band, right? That's not just the Johns, right? Um, but I, but to me, there's something there's just something about it, like. The, the sound is just because it's a full band to me, the sound is just fuller. And yes. I think there's maybe one song on that that, like, is not my favorite, which, uh, do not forsake me from that album. It's mm-hmm. just there to be there, I, yeah. I kind of feel like, in a lot of ways. Uh, but my favorite, they might be John, giant song is also
0: on that album, which is, uh, self called nowhere. Okay. Okay. That is that yeah. is a good song. Um, I I think my favorite song on John Henry is probably I uh, uh, go back and forth between uh, Sleeping in the Flowers and AKA Driver. I think it's probably AKA Driver, like as a straight up rock song. Yes, like AKA Driver is probably the best straight up rock song
1: that They Might Be Giants has ever put out, right. in my opinion. Yeah, that or Snell Shell. Okay, but um. Yeah, aka Driver. I love that song. I love the percussion. I love just how it drives.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, they're great. They're they're great. They, and they you know, really and then you know, uh, their their sort of um, relationship with the brothers Chaps, mm-hmm. um, and kind of weaving their stuff in and out of Homestar Runner, Homestar through, Runner. through those first few years. Um, Absolutely was sort sort of brought me back to them uh, in the mid two thousands. Uh, because I was such a huge Homestar Runner fan, every day on that site,
1: every Hell Monday, yeah. for, every
0: Monday for the strong bad emails, and yeah, uh, yeah, those were really hitting. Like when I was in uh, high school, okay,
1: and I had a class where, like a com- I, I it was a computer programming class. I learned to program in C. Like I'd get all my stuff done like as quick as I could, so I could get on <laughs> Homestar Runner and right. see if there's anything new or yeah. rewatch the spemales or, oh, you know,
0: so good. so good. Um, yeah. And I, well, now I have the been... puppet jams and
1: mm-hmm. so, yeah. And now I've started sharing like all of that stuff with my kids. Nice. So like we listened, we were on a road trip not too long ago. We went on a camping trip and coming back, I think, I think it was on the way home. I just put on uh strong, bad sings and other type hits. Nice. That album is still great.
0: Yep. Still great. absolutely, Fantastic. Um, so speaking of road trips, uh, I'm sure as mm-hmm. a wrestler, you go on a lot of road trips.
1: Yeah. yeah when did. I was more active, was I
0: did you, sure. all the time. Yeah. So what kind of stuff uh, were you into listening to on road trips? I mean, I
1: wasn't, I
0: was usually the driver and I let whoever was riding with me pick the road Oh, trips. interesting. Um, that is, that is different from answers that I've gotten in the past. Um, yeah, Big Dan Champion uh, said that he he is a, he is very much a believer in that the driver gets to pick the music. And, I mean, I mean,
1: yeah, I, I I could see that, but at the same time, I I want the peop the occupants of my vehicle to have just as good a time with the trip as I am. Sure. Um. So, you know, like the the funny thing about all this, uh, just had old wrestling last weekend as we record this right and riding home i think it was a complete like car sing along to creed <laughs> I, I think i tweeted about that but we, we were singing creed at the top of our lungs and then nickelback at the top of our lungs and all those things that people won't admit that they like sure. but they really like
0: yep
1: nickelback yeah, seems um, to
0: come up a lot on this podcast
1: yeah i heard i heard i i as we recorded this like uh the boar episode just dropped right. and I, I mean i kind of felt like i had big shoes to fill anyway <laughs> but yeah nickelback like everybody hates on nickelback but i i remember uh i can't remember the name of the guy but there's there's a whole comedy skit a whole comedy like stand-up comedy thing that he did with why does everybody hate on Nickelback? You're just making a bunch of bros happy. And if you're making <laughs> and you want the bros to be happy because if they're not happy, that's just how we get into all of this. Right. Like what's wrong with what's wrong with enjoying what we enjoy? You know? Yeah.
0: No, I'm it life's, life's
1: too short to not fully enjoy. And I know another topic that I'm sure has come up is Taylor Swift. Sure. Like I love Taylor Swift
0: too, you know? I do too. I think she's, I think she's amazing. Um, and yeah, people, people get a little too serious. Uh, sometimes, I mean, like I take music seriously, but Mm -hmm. not in that way, not in terms of like, Hey, these people aren't worthy of being artists or whatever, you know, right. I want to do, but um, right. Yeah. Uh, do you, do you listen to the music at the gym at all or,
1: uh, thing, uh... I, uh, see, secret is I, I really don't go to the gym. Um, <laughs> okay. Most of my music, uh, uh, most of the new music I find, honestly, I find out because of my kids. Okay. Or, sure. Um, I also help out at a preschool and I, I learned some kids' music and I okay. learned that there's kids' music out there that's not bad, like as music. Right. Being that they might be Giants fan, I already knew some of that because right. they might be Giants have put out Fantastic Kids album. Sure. But I also learned that, you know, the lead singer of the Presidents of the United States of America, Chris Ballou,
0: mm-hmm.
1: has a whole kids project that he does as Casper Baby Pants. And it is amazing. <laughs> and it's weird. And it's just great. I mean. And I pl- play as much of it as I can.
0: Chris Ballew has had a wild and varied career. <laughs> so, um, you know, because in addition to that and, uh, the presidents of the United States, he has also written music and scored adult films. So, Holy cow. I yeah. didn't, I did not know that. Yes. You, you
1: learn something new every day.
0: Sure That's do. fantastic. Uh, yes. He is, uh, he's an interesting individual who has, um, made his, He he's made, um, his mark on music in many different ways.
1: Learn from many different perspectives.
0: Yes, yeah. there we go. Um, all right, uh, let's take a break real quick and um, we'll be back on the other side and we will talk about wrestling and how uh, wrestling and music come together. We are back, this is Hit My Music. I'm David Kincannon and I am here with Big Sue Jackson. Um, before we get into the wrestling section, uh, I do have to admit that apparently I was making things up. I don't know where I got this Chris Blue was scoring adult films thing. Um, I thought I remembered it being mentioned on like a VH1 or something, but I can find absolutely no um. N- no record of this on the internet and let's uh, be honest
1: prob- you've done it now Cannon. You, you've
0: ruined your you've completely ruined your credibility <laughs> uh, how dare you i know I, I would i would think that if if that were the case that it would be fairly easy to find on the internet the internet being what it is yes so. uh so i apologize for i mean i for mis, mis- attributing things to chris bellew but but still,
1: but still, you know, he has the presence of the United States. He has this kid's project. I think right. he's got enough going for yes, him. Yes,
0: absolutely. That's absolutely true. All right. Uh, let's jump into wrestling talk. Uh, Sue, when did you first get into wrestling? The As a fan?
1: First, yeah, the, the first thing, like, I remember i was about four years old so this is what probably 88 or 89. okay um i look at the television screen and i see the ring and i see this man running down to the ring face painted tassels <laughs> completely blowing himself up but that i didn't recognize that then right puffing his cheeks in and out shaking the ropes and i was immediately hooked so so yeah the warrior got me into wrestling sure he wasn't what kept me necessarily, but he was what you know sparked my interest.
0: Uh, to steal so yeah. to steal a, a phrase of the of the now, he was a he was very toyetic. He, he definitely was toyetic. Um, so that that makes sense. Um, he had, and he also had a a fairly um, specific entrance theme that I think a lot of people remember.
1: Oh yeah, that driving ja Yeah. Fantastic music.
0: Yeah. Uh other than that one, do you have any particularly fond memories of any wrestler entrance themes? Uh
1: Mr. Perfect. Okay. Like just the whole presentation, the sure. slowly walk to the ring that fit the character perfectly. I, I I know this is like standard answer, but Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of those late 80s early 90s jim johnston themes
0: yep he was. he is he made he wrote some great ones
1: he was the master of what he did for that time yes Yes. for sure absolutely true Um, um he had he had the right uh he had the right idea of getting the theme to match like the
0: characteristics of the person that it had Completely agree. He was he was really good at that. I've said before that my favorite is my favorite is Bret Hart's theme. I really love I really love the Mr. Perfect theme too because you're absolutely right. The presentation, the way Mr. Perfect would walk to the ring, the the throwing the towel behind his back and the, 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 towel, swat the, of the chewing gum. Yeah, yep. the swat of the chewing gum. Um, just it, it all just went perfectly. He had, he had one of the best entrances ever overall, mm-hmm. not just the theme. And it was nothing special. It was just
1: him. Yeah. And just the way he walked, the way he presented himself, he right. knew exactly what to do with what he had.
0: Yep. And, and nothing special was needed. Nope. He was special all on his own. Absolutely. Uh, do you have a favorite live music performance at a wrestling show?
1: Ooh, that is that is a toughie. Okay. Um, actually, WrestleMania a few years ago when uh when they did the live Bray Wyatt entrance. Okay, sure. I really liked that one. Well, the Bray Wyatt theme, that original right. theme, was another one that was perfect for the character. Um, I can't really think. Uh. Of anything else really specific,
0: okay. Um, that is perfectly fine. Um, that is a good one. Uh, I really like. I really like WrestleMania when when they do have bands come and play wrestler entrance themes. I think that's a, a really, um, it's a good use of that platform. I think is, is how I'll put it. It really is, unless
1: it's Motorhead
0: and they forget the entirety no. of the lyrics. Lemmy
1: doing Lemmy things. Yes. So even even still, it was a
0: spectacle. So you got to even true. props for that. Absolutely true. And uh, that's you... what WrestleMania is. It is. <laughs> it, it is, is spectacle. the spectacle. That's exactly right. Uh, do you have any thoughts on what makes for a good entrance theme? Yeah, um, I definitely do. If it's instrumental,
1: um, it has to be something that's instantly recognizable and it fits your character. Okay. Um, Such as if you're a uh, big, plotting, you know, bruiser, coming out to something that has a bunch of tinkly, like, light sounds is probably not going to work out too well for you. Sure. And if the theme does have lyrics... Um, I like it to be a almost like a story song that you can fit into your character. Makes sense. Like the lyrics, the music, everything has to go with what you are. Um, And and some people have done it better than others. Um, But, yeah. you, You just gotta have it match. If it doesn't match what you're doing, like what are you doing like throughout my career people have asked me why i don't just come out to a boy named sue because mm-hmm. my name is sue jackson right because it's a bad entrance thing sure like it, it doesn't fit like this bullying like big bruiser character that i am like it it's somewhat slow it's just talking and the guitar and that that that, my friend, even though it's a good story, even though a lot of people like it as a song, that is not a good entrance they make. No.
0: I was actually oh. gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna proffer the question, but I, I had an idea of why. So
1: yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's just it doesn't fit. It, it just doesn't fit. Okay. Like I had someone ask me that this past weekend. <laughs> like, let let me explain to you why they yeah why uh a boy named sue is a bad entrance theme
0: <laughs> a treatise and, by sue jackson
1: yeah and then they just like stared at me and i'm like
0: what you ask that's right <laughs> you invited this soliloquy
1: just because it says a boy named sue in the title doesn't mean it's going to be a good
0: entrance theme <laughs> that's true that is absolutely true all right let's talk about some of the theme songs that you have used over the year over the years whether uh as a as a singles wrestler in tag teams maybe in in larger multi multiple man matches um you debuted in february of 2011 yes um and you came out to little cream soda by white stripes and we're going to listen to a snippet of that real quick So, what made you choose that as the theme for your debut match specifically?
1: Well, or first did you I choose was, it? I, oh, I definitely chose it. Okay. Um, I was really into the white stripes at the time, and I wanted to find a white stripes song that would fit like what I felt like I was doing. Um, I like it as a theme, and but I, I don't feel like it was the best theme I've had. No. Um, but it, for someone just debuting it kind of i i think it fit as far as it had like that okay this guy is gonna come out and he's gonna kick your ass right um which i i lost that match so i i didn't
0: kick <laughs> ass but um you know it's the
1: thought that counts right sure
0: um and that was at Insanity Pro Wrestling, which was yes. basically your home for the beginning of your career.
1: It Is that was fair to say? it was
0: it was my home
1: from the time I got into independent wrestling until the time they closed down. Okay. Um which was I started going to IPW shows in about two thousand four. Oh. Yeah. So I, I was a big fan of what they were doing and I was friends with a lot of the guys who were running it. So okay.
0: Helped me get my foot in the door. Sure. Um, so toward the beginning of your career, uh, you would, you know, more than occasionally, I would say, mm-hmm. um, compete in some multi-man matches, some some trios matches, and some maybe ten-man tag team matches. Absolutely. Um, and so I'm always I'm always fascinated by um, how wrestlers go about choosing the theme that they're going to come out to, presuming that they come out as a team together. So you had a couple um, in Insanity Pro. You were part of a trio uh, with, I want to say, Trip Cassidy and I don't remember who the other person was in that one, but you came out to Take Me Home Tonight by Eddie Money. That's an interesting song to use as an entrance theme. It definitely is. Do you remember whose choice that was? I know exactly why that, that song was
1: used, David. Um, it was myself, Tripp Cassidy and Remy Wilkins. Okay. At, uh, reign of the insane 2011. Okay. And our, I, I can even think of who our opponents were. It was overload Matt Nixon, Reed Bentley. Um, we we were the School of Rock team, and Take Me Home Tonight. Uh, anybody in Indiana would be able to tell you that is an independent wrestling fan. That is Billy Rock's ah, theme.
0: Okay, that makes a lot of sense so, then.
1: Yeah, we we were Team School of Rock, and what what better way to be Team School of Rock than to use the theme of our
0: trainer? Sure, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. Um, so you were a part of a 10-man tag team Also at Insanity Pro mm-hmm. uh, And you came out to Kill a Cam By Cameron, Which I'll play a little bit of it uh, It's going to earn us our explicit tag for this week Oh uh, great For sure <laughs> um, So let's, let's listen to a little bit of that
1: Before we get into this killer season Let's start this shit off with my man 40 Cal Who am I?
0: I think we just went to a hard R PG um, thirteen uh, yeah. with that one. Um, um, I, I remember the match. Okay. Uh, actually I
1: don't remember much from that match because that was one of my first concussions in pro wrestling. Oh. But um yeah, big ten man tag and I end up taking a double stomp to the back of the head. But um
0: Yeah, I don't know why we use that theme. Okay. At all. I assume um, it was I, I don't even, I, unfortunately I don't have it pulled up, um, but I assume it was probably somebody's theme. Yeah. That was on that team.
1: I'm trying to remember who was all on that team. I know it was I think it was myself, Trip Cassidy, and a couple other people. <laughs>
0: Well, I know it was five on five. Now I have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, according to Cage Match, it was at IPW Insane Intentions. It mm-hmm. was November of two thousand eleven. Yeah, you Clark Connor, Reed Bentley, Remy Wilkins, and Stitch Cipher versus Alex Colon, Dave Christ, Dave Davidson, James Avery, and Simon Says. Yeah, I,
1: I think it was probably either it was either Remy's or Stitch Cipher's theme. Okay. Uh, because Stitch was a guy that they were they were pretty high on in IPW at the time and trying to give him some you know a little bit more so he would probably have been the captain of the team okay that makes sense
0: and i think yeah, i that's... don't even remember using that theme at all <laughs> <laughs> i mean that seems to be what it kind of comes down to is whoever you whoever you sort of think is the the captain um mm mm-hmm sort of becomes the the theme the decider of the theme song. Yeah. So. Um yeah, so then you formed a tag team for I don't know if how regularly this was, um, but a tag team with Gideon. You used House of a Thousand Corpses, mm-hmm. uh, the Rob Zombie song from the movie of the same name. Yes. And that definitely has that sort of slow plodding um, sound to it. And I think that, you know, that definitely works for a bruiser. It it definitely does. And, and Gideon
1: uh, kind of had a horror horror monster gimmick somewhat. Okay. Um, and, and it was the perfect theme for him. And I liked it as a theme for us. Okay. Uh, we, we were a team in, uh, it was Triumph Pro Wrestling. Okay. And we were a team known as the Monster Squad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Wolfman's got Nards. That's right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's a big, big part of my, uh, so, so,
1: yeah, I, I felt that was a really, really good theme for us.
0: That is, that is a good word. For sure. Um, you also had a, uh, a tag team, uh, partner in Price of Glory Wrestling, uh, Fabuzio. Mm-hmm. And you guys used, um, Indian I, Indian song or Indian theme by Mastodon, which I believe is from the Jonah Hex soundtrack. It definitely is from the Jonah Hex soundtrack, uh, for sure. Uh,
1: that was also my single's theme in Price of Glory. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but. I, it had that, that one was given to me by the, uh, actually the music guy at Insanity Pro. He's like, here, check this out.
0: Okay. I'm interesting.
1: Like, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I can, I, I could see this working. Yeah.
0: That's so I really
1: nice. liked it. It worked for the character at the time. Uh, uh sure. slow plotting bully who would, you know, come and wreck stuff. And Fabuzio, Fabuzio, I don't think it fit as well for him. Okay. Um, he, he was a little more, uh, he was a little more uh high strung and would get into everyone's face so he <laughs> didn't really fit like the slow plotting but it worked for us um and i would think it was the theme itself that got us the price of glory tag team titles oh nice so yeah that's the only title i've ever held in pro wrestling okay is the price of glory tag team titles interesting so, yeah it, w- it was price of glory was a good time all right. Also the only that also the place where uh they ran out of uh Dan Severn's training center, which was in Dan Severn's backyard. <laughs> um and he told me he liked my stash. So I, I it you know, that's one of the biggest compliments I've ever gotten in professional uh, wrestling as well.
0: Absolutely. I mean if if Dan if Dan Severn is giving you a compliment on your mustache, then uh that's 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 real. That's that's something yeah. special one of those things i'll always remember i bet i bet um so cage match on Mm -hmm. for some wrestlers will have a tab um that lists themes and on your cage match page there is one theme listed and it makes me want to go try and figure out who put this there uh we had a little bit of a a conversation on the the pre-show document um cage match lists don't let me be misunderstood by the ant, by Eric Burden and the animals mm-hmm. as your theme. Um, I could only find one match where you used it, and you were tagging with Reed Bentley at the time. Um, and I, what happened was, I, as I was looking for some other matches of yours, I happened upon a Reed Bentley match where he was wrestling as a single, um, and he came out to "Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood." So it, it sort of hit me that this was probably Reed Bentley's theme, which you did confirm.
1: Yes. So it's, it's 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 one of my favorite themes that anybody's had in pro wrestling.
0: Okay. It, it
1: just fits him and his smarminess perfectly.
0: Sure. <laughs> sure. Baby,
1: do you understand me now? Sometimes
0: that's uh but I think it's I think it's fascinating that Cage Match lists that as your theme.
1: Yeah, it, when, when I've probably only used it once or twice right. ever. Right. Um but yeah, like that that theme itself too, like using that song as a theme is a theme that I don't think would work for anybody but Reed Bentley. <laughs> it, it's one sense. of those that fits the person. You, you know, like there there are some songs that okay. Just them. Otherwise, I wouldn't see it as being a good theme for anybody. It it takes the right personality. It takes the right character. But for Reed Bentley, the animals don't let me be misunderstood is a perfect match.
0: (laughs) I would agree with that. I would absolutely agree with that. Um, And then we move into... uh, You actually tagged you as a trio with Trip Cassidy and Reed Bentley. uh, Came out to the instrumental version of Heartbeat. By childish Gambino that's an interesting one. Uh, was Trip using that at the time? I believe Trip was using that at the time at the time, and uh.
1: It, it, for a while, was, like, I, I think it was pretty much the theme of the league, too, because he and uh, Bentley were tagging a lot okay. around that time.
0: Okay. Um, and then we have what is probably the the theme song that you are most associated with, especially in the sort of wrestling is years. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the instrumental version of Rammstein's Spiel mit mir. Which I believe uh, from my college German class, I believe, roughly translates to "play with me."
1: Play with me. It it does. Yeah. Okay. Um, my love for Rammstein actually goes back to just after high school. Okay. Um, I, I had a friend who played them for me, and like there were two friends and I who just listened to nothing but Rammstein for about a year. <laughs> um. I love those. I love those angry industrial boys <laughs> so much.
0: That's a that's a good way to describe them.
1: Yes. Uh, other than one that I came up with later that I never really got a chance to use, I believe that one fit the character most. Because um, Sue Jackson at that time had a little bit of a. Uh, little bit of a uh, unstable element to him, okay. And like having the violins and the violins and the driving beat, like just just kind of gave a little bit of an unstable vibe. I felt
0: um, that makes sense. Yeah, sort of a like a psycho thing almost going on. Yeah, there. the theme the theme from Psycho, Alfred Hitchcock's movie. Um, so you have maybe bent reality at times in your career is that fair to say
1: uh um yeah realities have shifted realities different realities have entered okay certain timelines so it was a bit bizarre
0: i'm sure um that's very clever Um, the uh there is a there is a person um dr nephilim magnanimous Yes, um, Who was the sort of head and chief science officer, maybe, of Magnanimous Creations. Mm-hmm. Um, who mm-hmm. had, they had a number of themes. They did. Um, let's go through a few of those. I, and I think there's, I think what's interesting as I was listening through these is these themes all have something in common to them. Okay. I think. I think there there's a theme running through them.
1: Right. I, I, w- I would I would love once, once we hear them, I would love to hear sure.
0: your hypothesis. Sure. Uh let's listen to the the first one is Fibonacci Sequence by Dr. Steele. <laughs> That's uh it almost have that almost feels circus like in addition to sort of having this um well we'll get to it at the end (laughs) um the next one up is the day is my enemy by the prodigy uh next up we have IMX's no maker made me magic light to shine. It's not the light of benevolence And then we have uh, the final one is Legend Has It, the instrumental version by Run the Jewels. So when I listen to those four songs, um, there is sort of a, an almost, all of them have this sort of electronic, almost glitchy kind of vibe to them yes um and i can only assume that that is on purpose i
1: i I, I believe i I believe you may be onto something there mr Kincanon. okay um yeah the the whole glitch in reality that kind of brought dr nephilim to this reality in the first place um the fact that there was uh one of his formulations is named glitch in itself mm-hmm. yes um but yeah uh and just the line like from the IMX, imx song um and the magic light that began to shine is not the light of benevolent design hmm i i, I immediately heard or or the doctor <laughs> <laughs> um immediately heard that and something sparked like as far as and you would find like if you watch the bizarro shows no matter which theme that we used other than the fibonacci sequence Mm -hmm. um that line was inserted at the beginning as an intro to all of those songs
0: okay which makes a ton of sense yes and definitely carries through that theme um you have also maybe time traveled, or maybe maybe you have a a, a, a relative who was a wrestler way back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Um, t- temporal displacement. Look that. Okay, that, works. that it's, works. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> so I,
1: it, I, I, I I actually got to travel back to the nineteen twenties this past weekend as right. we recorded
0: this. That's right. So yeah. Um, so yeah, Sue Jackson has has made numerous appearances in old wrestling. Um, I would I would argue that Sue Jackson is one of the mainstays of old wrestling he has been I, I've i been on every single extravaganza okay. so yeah um, we've had multiple themes over the years mm-hmm. um, is that one of those things where the people in charge um, have sort of decided on themes that they're using or do you have any input on those
1: Uh, I believe it's just uh, the the thing about the extravaganza is uh, instead of having one one of the thing, one of the unique things about the extravaganza is instead of having music played over a PA system to bring people to the ring, um, we have a ragtime jazz band that plays people to the ring. Um, I think the things that they choose they know who's the good guy they know who's the bad guy okay and they choose something out of their repertoire that you know works with either a good guy or a bad guy
0: sure that makes sense
1: so um, i don't think even the the
0: people in charge of old wrestling have okay. an idea of what they're going to play okay um one of my favorites that you've used is a, a sort of standard from that era of music uh it's a song called four or five times um, this is the the Oliver King or the King Oliver version. Mm-hmm. That one probably most closely matches to uh, the show that you used it on. But uh, mm-hmm. Sister Rosetta Tharp, who is somebody that everybody should check out, um, one of the greatest electric guitar players the first black woman associated with the electric guitar uh, back in the 1940s um, does a version of four or five times. She, and it is amazing. And she is amazing. I'm putting that on my list of things to check out right now. Uh, Um, Yes.
1: Old wrestling, man. Like I, I cannot say enough about old wrestling. Um, I, I, I consider myself semi retired at this point. Right. And, um, the, the match that I had at old wrestling was the first time I had wrestled in two years. Okay. So, um, holds a special place in my heart and it holds up the place as the only place that I'm still
0: actively wrestling. So <laughs> it's fantastic. It is on my bucket list of things to go to. My dude, if you
1: can ever get out to an extravaganza, it is an experience. It, I... I know, I know both of us as you know, Chikara fans,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like know the vibe that that promotion gave off. Old wrestling has like a similar, similar vibe without, you know, the lucha or right. Just it, it's an atmosphere, in and of itself.
0: Yes, there's exactly. nothing like
1: it. Nothing yeah. in pro wrestling I, like I, it.
0: Right now it's, it's old wrestling and an LVAC show. Those are my, those are on my bucket list. I do. I also want to go to Lit at some point, but, um, yeah. So that's definitely, definitely something I want to do. Yeah. So I, I would definitely,
1: uh, you know, keep an eye out for, uh, late August. That <laughs> That's usually when we end up doing these. Right. In, even though it ends up being, uh. 90 degrees in an unair conditioned
0: horse barn. But the pain is worth it, I can assure you. I'm sure. I'm sure (laughs) it is. Uh, And so finally, we have what I call the Tony Khan proposition. Uh, The last question of the show, if money and rights were no object, what would be your dream entrance song?
1: I, I think I kind of alluded to there being a song that I felt fit the Sue Jackson character better than any song I've ever heard. I'm talking about music wise, like beat wise, sound wise, there's vocal harmony in it, lyrics wise, and that would be Barton Hollow by the Civil
0: Wars. Huh. Funnily enough, I just happen to have a clip of that. Ooh. Yes. Uh, I would agree with everything you said. That is an awesome song and would be an awesome entrance name. That, that, like, I fought myself from using it,
1: and I don't know why I did. <laughs> and, and now I sit here knowing that I've used it, um, I've used it, like, twice. I've had it because I didn't really discover it until I went into semi-retirement. Right. And now that I've heard it, like, there's like okay if i have one more match if i have a match at a place that's not old wrestling right that that's the one i want and if there were ever some reason that i found myself in a tv wrestling you know (laughs) atmosphere
0: the one song that i would ask for is barton hollow by the civil wars i think that's i think it would be a perfect theme so thank you you're very welcome Uh, Thank you for being on the show, Sue. This has been a fun conversation. Uh, Why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet? Sure. Um, You you can find me
1: myself on Twitter at uh, my name was Sue. Um, You can find uh, Dr. The Doctor uh, Trapped in Cyberspace right now um, at Dr. Nephilim. D-R-N-E-P-H-A-L-I-M. And, um... On Sundays, it, for those who watch Twitch, myself and my boy Otar, uh, we host a Twitch stream at uh, Sunday nights at 10 p.m. on twitch.tv slash stream of inspiration.
0: Excellent. Everybody go check those out. Uh, check Sue out. Go watch old wrestling on independent wrestling television. Um, thank you so much for being on the show, Sue. This has been a blast. It
1: was my pleasure. I was really excited to be able to do this from the time I heard that you were doing this podcast. And I, I'm so glad you gave
0: me a chance to be on here. I appreciate that, and I appreciate you coming on. All right. Uh, everybody, we will see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Hit My Music is a proud member of the soon-to-be-named network. You can find a variety of podcasts at soon to be including add outs with wrestling, we need wrestling, long box heroes, and more. You can follow the show at Hit my Music Pod on Twitter, and you can email the show at hitmymusicpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by subscribing to my Patreon at patreon.com slash jinglemeister. The theme song for Hit My Music is Contract Killer by me, the Jinglemeister. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.